Okay, so we're continuing in chapter 11, specifics about the virtue of cleanliness. And we are up to page, let's see, page 80, page 86. And yesterday what we were reading about is that before Mashiach comes, the envy between Ephraim and Yehuda will be erased, right? The envy between the 10 northern tribes and the two southern tribes, the descendants of uh, Rachel and Leah, the envy will be removed and there will be unity amongst the Jewish people and then Mashiach will be able to come. The lack of envy, this is the peace and serenity that characterizes the ministering angels, all of whom rejoice in their service of the eternal, each one in his place, and none is envious of his peer at all. For they all know truth in its pristine form. They rejoice over the good that they possess and are happy with their own portions. So what he's describing is the peace and serenity which the angels have. Why do the angels have a higher level of peace and serenity? Because they are very secure in exactly what their positions are. And they know that whatever they are supposed to do is exactly what God told them to do. And they don't have any ability to choose not to do it. So everything that they're supposed to be doing is exactly, what they get is exactly what they're supposed to be getting. And it's very clear to them. We don't have that level of clarity. And therefore, we sometimes get a little confused and we realize maybe on a rational level, we realize we shouldn't be jealous of someone else who has something that that's his lot and my lot is something else. But on a irrational level, we sometimes get confused. At one point, we will reach this level similar to the ministering angels where we will have the, the deep understanding that we get exactly what we get and we don't get upset in the words of uh, the children's song. We find that the companion trait of envy is desire and lust which rear down a man's heart until the day he dies. As the sages of blessed memory stated, no one fulfills even half of his desires before he dies, right? This is something that we all have desires and these desires are constantly, we're being buffeted by them. The essence of lust, however, branches off to two categories. One, the desire for money and the other, the desire for honor. Both are equally harmful and are the cause of many ills. Now to be clear, they really come from a very similar place, right? The, the idea of a desire for money and the desire for honor, for most people, they actually do come from, from a similar place. We're not talking about the desire for money to take care of all of your needs, right? Like in Maslow's hierarchy, we're not talking about to take care of your clothing and shelter and those kind of and food need of money. We're talking about the desire for money because you want to have money. And generally speaking, you want to have money because you want to spend that money in ways that will bring you greater honor. So they're really two sides of the same coin, if you will, these two different desires. The desire for money binds a person to this world and places the shackles of labor and the pursuit of business upon him. As it says in Kohalas, one who loves silver will never be satisfied by silver, right? Because there's no such thing, there's never enough. This distracts him from the service of the eternal. Many prayers go to waste and many mitzvot are forgotten due to excessive involvement in business and the toil invested in large scale enterprise. This becomes even more relevant regarding the learning of Torah, right? So when it comes to prayers, when it comes to mitzvot, there could be a set time for most of these things, right? There's a set time for prayers, the set time for which mitzvah I'm supposed to be doing right now. But when it comes to learning Torah, learning Torah does not have a set time. It says, You should spend the whole entire day and the entire night learning Torah, right? Would that we would all have the opportunity to do that. It's not realistic because we have many needs that we have to take care of. But when we get too caught up in a pursuit of money, then we're really taken away from our ability to learn Torah the way that we should be learning Torah. The sages of blessed memory have already stated, it is not across the sea. They're quoting the, the verse in Dvarim in Deuteronomy. 
It's talking about the Torah. And it says, it says, um, and it's not on the other side of the river, of the, of the sea. What do the sages explain in the Talmud? It means that Torah does not reside in those who travel across the sea for business. Right? What they're bothered by is like this. The Torah tells us, the Torah, the Torah in Deuteronomy tells us that the Torah is not Bashimayimhi, it is not in the heavens. It is not on the other side of the sea. What they're coming to add by saying it's not on the other side of the sea. We thought that maybe it's, you know, when Christopher Columbus sailed to discover America, he would also discover the Torah. Like, what, what, what exactly are we coming to address that I might have thought isn't true? So the, but the way the sages explain, what it's referring to is the fact that those who get too caught up in their materialistic pursuits, and the, the person who would be a real example of this is the people who spend their lives roaming the seven seas to make their fortune. They really do not have time to get the Torah. And we have learned, he who excessively invests in business will not become wise. If the desire for money exposes him to many dangers and piles of worries that sap his strength, and this can happen even to a very successful person. And accordingly, we learned very famously, increasing one's possessions only increases one's worries, right? In, in the Hebrew, marbe nechasim, marbe da'aiga, right? Because the more things that you have, the more things you have to take care of, right? If you don't have that many things to take care of, you don't have that much to worry about. It is this situation which often leads one to violate the mitzvahs of the Torah and the norms of common sense as well. Right? Sometimes you get so caught up in the pursuit of money that you, don't, you, you lose your sense of what's rational and what's decent. Worse than this, however, is the desire for honor. A person would be able to overcome his desire for money and other enjoyments were it not for the pressure exerted upon him by the desire for honor, for he cannot endure seeing himself inferior to his peers. Over this matter, many have faltered and perished. Right? The desire for honor is an incredibly powerful desire. And it's a desire that trumps the desire for money. And even if you can get over the desire for money, you still cannot get over the desire for honor. For example, Yeruvim ben Nevat, right? Yeruvim ben Nevat was, um, was, the, was the wife, was the husband of, of, um, of Izebel. Uh, no, oh, I can't remember who he was right now. He's in Navi. And he, he fought with, um, with the sages. And he was barred from the world to come only because of his desire for honor. This is what the sages of blessed memory said in the Talmud. The Holy One, blessed be he, grabbed him, Yeravim, by his garment and said to him, repent. And I and you and Ben Yishai will walk in Gan Eden. Who's Ben Yishai? Ben Yishai is the Davidic, um, is, is Mashiach, right? The one who's the descendant of, of Yishai, who is the father of David who's going to be the Mashiach. Yeravim said to him, who will be in the lead? The Eternal said, Ben Yishai will be in the lead. Yeravim then said, if that's the case, I'm not interested. So what does Yeravim care about? All he cares about is he had the opportunity to get completely forgiven for all of his sins. And he was going to walk together with God in Gan Eden. That's a pretty good bargain. But Yeravim says to him, no, 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 no. All I care about is who's going to be in the lead. If I'm not going to be in the lead, it's not worth it for me to even get the, these, these, uh, this bargain is not a bargain that's worth it to me. Right, what the sages are trying to express is that Yeruvim ben Nevat's desire for honor is what caused him to go down the path that he went down. What caused Korach to perish, and along with him his whole entourage? It was only the desire for honor. It is stated explicitly, and now you wish to have the priesthood as well. The sages of blessed memory, this is last week's Torah portion, related that all of this was the result of Korach's Sin Elitzafan ben Uziel, chosen as Nasi of their 
of the leader of their tribe, for Korach designed, desired to be Nasi in his place, right? The entire rebellion of Korach is a little bit of a strange rebellion. His desire for honor caused him to risk his entire life, to risk uh, and his children's life. You know, they, they knew that the bargain was going to be one out of these 250 fire pants was going to be successful. The other 249 were all going to die. And Korach still took the chance. He still thought maybe he would be the one to be chosen to be the leader. How did he possibly get so crazy? What, what caused him to be so crazy? And the answer the sages tell us is he just became so overcome by the fact that his family of the tribe of Levi was not getting any of the great honors. The, the, um, the Kohanim, right, did not go through his family. They went through Aaron's family. And Moshe Rabbeinu was the leader of, of the entire nation. And then the, the straw that broke the camel's back is that he thought his family should be the family that would be chosen to have the leader of the tribe of, of Levi, the Nasi, the prince. And instead, it went to Elitzafan. He said, I cannot bear to see all this honor going to everyone else and not going to me. And therefore, he was willing to take that ridiculous risk of thinking that perhaps he would be the one to be chosen out of the 250, all because of his desire for honor. He's going to continue tomorrow going through more of the, the weird desire for honor has led people over the long, illustrious Jewish history and, where, uh, and why we should make sure not to engage in this desire for honor.